0: In 2017, Hurricane Maria slammed into Puerto Rico, damaging thousands of homes and wiping out power to the entire U.S. territory. According to the Chinese calendar, 2017 is the year of the rooster. For the Marvel Cinematic Universe, however, the year truly belonged to everyone's favorite friendly neighborhood Spider-Man.
1: GameZillaMedia.com It's time for the last action, Parker! Pop quiz, Hot hotshot!
0: I hey, motherfucker. I feel the need for need for Please, we can kill it.
1: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum.
0: Come with me if you want to live. Hello everybody! Welcome to the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and with me again today is. The Sphinx!
2: Why? Because they're theatrical?
0: Yeah, that's the word.
2: Well, you're just like, hey, it's me, LPJ. (laughs) That was safe, all right? That was fine. (laughs) Hardly. That was borderline
0: (laughs) safe, that voice right there.
2: Whatever. How about you introduce our
0: special guests today? We have two very special guests. We have a returning guest, uh, Joe. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Good to have you back. And with us for the first time, uh, Jody, how are you?
1: Good. How are you guys doing? You're doing <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. That was good. Welcome to the
0: show, Jody. Glad you're here.
2: You know, uh, really, this is a second time because remember he made a cough in uh, Rumble in the Bronx. And he just did. wanted to yeah. bring that it up. So good. that was really his first introduction. <laughs> it was memorable. It was, very memorable. It, was it was memorable. memorable. It was, it was memorable. It was, it was a good <laughs>
0: intro. Yeah. So so we are here. Uh, we let we let Joe pick the movie because yeah, that's his name. Picks the movie. Uh we picked uh what
3: would you pick? You picked what? Spider-Man Homecoming. That's correct. Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Yep.
0: Which um part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe obviously. Um the third reboot at
3: this point? Uh yes. yeah, of the yeah. The Spider-Man yeah. franchise? Yeah, yeah, third time they yep. tried to go for it.
2: We had Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield and now uh, Tom Holland.
3: Yep. Yep. And
0: I would say this is by far the most successful of them.
3: Yeah, I would say that. I did a little uh, extra credit for this episode. I rewatched all the Spider-Man films. Holy cow! Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. You want
0: like <laughs> were Spider-Man three?
3: Yeah, I watched all all the five previous films and wow. obviously Homecoming again. Well, kind of for context, because like okay. some some of them I hadn't watched in a while, um, especially the Andrew Garfield ones. They're bad. Um, and this is like not really pertinent But a bold statement Amazing Spider-Man 2 is worse than Spider-Man 3 I don't know if you've seen it in a while I've
0: never seen Amazing Spider-Man 2
3: Well it's it's bad, it's real bad It's one with Jamie Foxx, right? It, Jamie Foxx is in it, yes
2: and, um, it's, I, Yeah, it's I remember watching it and thinking This movie is god awful and I love Spider-Man
3: It's hard to get through Like Spider-Man 3 is fun bad Where Amazing Spider-Man 2 is just It's bad and Emma Stone doesn't really do a very good MJ either, does she? Well, she plays Gwen Stacy in it. Oh, okay. she does okay, but like Paul Giamatti's in it, and it's real weird. And there's it's just too much going on. It's. I mean, we're not here to talk about Amazing Spider-Man. Too. <laughs> well, I think one of the,
0: that's one of the things we will talk about is why this move, why Homecoming is so successful compared to the previous iterations of it.
3: Right. Yeah. And it, it's it's very clear, at least you know to me, and, and we can obviously talk about. I think some people still think there's. We'll get into my feelings about this as compared to other Spider-Man movies, sure. but that's you know I wanted to be able to remember those ones so I could speak to them. Was it, when was the first time you
0: saw Homecoming?
3: Uh, we saw it together. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Jody. We saw a Thursday night showing. We did indeed. Yeah. So um, it, when it came out in like July, I think of last year sometime. July seventh. Ah, yeah. So I remember seeing a Thursday night showing, being psyched about it. And yep. Um yeah I've seen it this is a movie that's on stars a lot and I find myself just watching it every time it's on so
0: that's how I am too like I'll I'll just be flipping through channels and um yeah it was just it was just on so I would pop it on and watch it and it's there's you can really pick this movie up kind of at any point yeah, and not yeah, yeah. really feel like you're missing out on anything. Mm-hmm. That's what's nice about this. The other movies, not necessarily so. No. Um, this movie, it's just you pop it on and watch it. Kind of like um, like Shawshank to me is the same way. That's one of those movies you can pop on anywhere and watch it and, and enjoy it.
3: Yeah, that mm-hmm. that that's another podcast, I, I think, because I've never seen that movie. You uh, haven't? No. What? <laughs> Neither have I. Well, you I'm not as surprised by, but him. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. It's, I mean, we don't have to get into it. It's a thing where now I kind of people get so mad at me that I haven't seen it that I just make a point not to watch it.
0: You know, that's how I am about Anchorman. We all know that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, you two know that story. I was
3: so. going to say, we all really. <laughs> We're not going to get into
0: it here. It's not. It's not worth ruining my marriage.
2: <laughs> I know. I remember with with Spider Man, um, this new one, Homecoming. Like I was skeptical. When I first heard it was coming out, mm-hmm. because of the Andrew Garfield ones ending pretty much just a few years before, right? Wasn't the second one like 2014 maybe? Yeah, the uh, 2014
3: was Amazing Spider Man.
2: Yeah, and so I was like, really? Like they're going to reboot Spider Man in just like three years removed? Like I didn't like that idea. And then I was also starting to feel like within the MCU that there were there was just too many people. Like too many heroes showing up and now though i would say i that, that was not that's not how i feel today right like, i think that this movie is fabulous and i think that the way that spider-man brings in such a unique perspective to the marvel cinematic universe i think is is awesome without a doubt so i'm i'm happy that they have brought it back and that tom holland is doing it i think he plays a great spider-man and a young one. Like, I didn't realize how old Toby Maguire was oh, yeah. when yeah, he took yeah. on that role, which I think was, what, 2000,
0: well, 2001? Yeah, but, but not only that, the take that they had on that, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was like college-age basically
3: yeah i mean it starts the very beginning in high school and then he, I mean, he graduates pretty quickly yeah the timeline doesn't make a whole
2: lot of sense from what i remember but
3: no i no. mean he's he's very old looking in it to me like rewatching them the first one especially it's very dated yeah like if you watch it again the second one is still holds up but i mean i i still have issues with the second spider-man and even getting to like amazing Spider-Man, like we looked it up, or I looked it up when I was watching it. Andrew Garfield was like 29 in the first one, playing sure. a high school. Student. Oh
0: wow! is how old is, he, how old is uh, Tom Holland? Was he? He 18? was like 19, right? 19?
3: Yeah, because he's like 22 or something now. Okay. So he was probably been about 19 or so when they filmed it. So
0: and that makes sense. I mean, the the, the younger take is really what I think this needed. Um, he has such a young
2: face too. I
0: mean, yeah, he's he got does. a baby face. Young. Yeah
3: yeah, 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 he looks the the part. He looks like he should be a high schooler.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think that I think this is the version of Spider Man that needs to be in the MCU. It's not that older one. You need that kind of counterbalance of somebody who's just kind of learning the job uh, versus all these other established heroes.
3: Right, and also it's it's someone that's uh, who has these powers that's in the Marvel Cinematic Universe who's grown up in this world where there are superheroes, where there's Captain America, Iron Man, all these people for him to look up to and aspire to. The other Spider-Man movie did some more Spider-Man in a vacuum. He's the only hero, so it's kind of right. a weird thing. So it, I think it helps. You know, when he was introduced in the actual Marvel comics, there yeah. were other heroes, Fantastic Four and stuff like that around. So I think it helps mold his character and kind of give him some extra motivation. You know, I agree.
0: And I think that's why the original Spider-Man films, I'm going to go ahead and say failed. Um the, the ultimately the Sam Raimi ones really fell off and obviously the Andy Garfield ones were not very good and that's because it wasn't a vacuum and they tried to force a universe yeah. within it versus building this character up into a pre-existing universe much like they did in the comics. Um, I think it was much more, A, true to the character and B, really fit the design of um, uh, of the Marvel universe more than what the other films did.
3: Right, well even going so as much as that they you know, this char- is a character that they introduced in Captain America Civil War to pull him in that way to kind of be like here's your new Spider-Man get the audiences used to him, get him how it's going to be and then give him his own movie.
2: Yeah. Which is great how they didn't need to do the, um, the origin story right. again. Right, yeah. You know, like they were able to go right out of the gate with this movie and i really love too how you know really when the movie starts it's his perspective of that scene right. from civil war mm-hmm. you know when all of them get together and they clash it out in berlin like that's just so neat that that's yeah. how they're gonna start this story for this film so i really like that a lot and i think that of all of the the mcu movies which what there's like 24 now is that about right mm, it's insane exactly. how many i think it's like 20? 19 or 20 yeah, or something it's insane yeah. how many there are now I think this movie, in my opinion, does the absolute best job in bringing all of those other movies into the film.
3: It's, yeah, there's a it, lot of, like... It's, there
2: are so many great references yeah, that it makes.
3: It's weaved in there just very organically. It's not any, like, hey, look at this, look at this. It's just there because it's an established universe and all this stuff is...
2: Yeah, because in some of the movies, it does feel like, you know, it's forced a little bit. But for this one, you know, Iron Man taking on the role of the mentor. You know, Captain America doing the public service <laughs> announcements, which are awesome, just yeah. hilarious. You know, the fact that they're adopting the weapons technology from the previous films and how that's what's leading, you know, Vulture to become the, you know, the the villain that he is. Right. You know, all of that. And even, like, the Department for Damage Control, which Tony Stark is responsible for. I think all of this, it's such a neat perspective of this universe that we're now aware of that it's trying to show it a little bit differently.
0: Well, not only that, I like that, um, getting back to the whole technological thing, like, in the comics, they never really explain how all of these um like suit-wearing non-superpowered villains get their powers there's right. no that you just kind of take for granted that somebody's out there making suits this really gives you Kind of a blueprint for how they get the technology, like they're talking about Matt Gargan getting his scorpion suit, right? Or the Vulture getting his, you know, mm-hmm. getting his flying suit. It's all based on this alien technology that occurs from the
3: previous invasion of Earth, right? And all all the different battles that have taken place it, that we've seen take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, sure. the aftermath of all of them. I almost think ultimately, and, the after,
2: and I'm sorry, and the aftermath of the battle, like the battle for New York, that you know, that's where Michael Keaton's character Vulture, Adrian Toomes you know he's supposed to be the cleanup guy yeah and so we see again just a different way of a story that we already know being told a little bit differently
0: well and and his character is the vulture and vultures pick through the rubble Mm -hmm. to get food it's very very organic i almost think that like the marvel cinematic universe is the idealized version of what marvel wants their comics to be yeah because everything is streamlined and organic and they don't have to deal with the minutiae of all of this back history
3: right yeah I, I, I would agree with that I mean I think in another thing this movie does so well I think is that it kinda of pulls in elements from the entire history of spider-man comic books you know a lot of the the Raimi films and stuff like that they're so rooted in the original origin and like the 60s version of spider-man that I think it kind of leads it astray but this one pulls in classic stuff, modern stuff. It really gets into like the ultimate Spider-Man kind of version of the character and draws in a lot from that, which is a more modern take on it, which I think helps this movie a lot.
0: I agree. I absolutely agree with you. I didn't read a lot of the, the ultimate Spider-Man stuff, but I can certainly recognize like the stuff that's that's being pulled from it
3: right well yeah and I I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a way is kind of like the ultimate universe which is which is something that was started by Marvel in I think in 2000 actually when they were like people are reading comics cuz they're not gonna pick up issue three hundred and forty of something so let's start a more modern take and start at a one and kinda bring it into the well present at the time yeah and I think that's kinda what the Marvel Cinematic Universe does I agree I agree you're absolutely right
2: so our director for this film Is John Watts. Yep. Which I find it surprising that with a well-established cinematic universe that they go with this director who pretty much has no previous experience. He did a couple little like B-level movies I have on here. Clown, a horror movie. And then Cop Car, which was with Kevin Bacon.
0: And that's like it. Yeah, he didn't do much. Like I don't know where they pulled this guy from.
3: Yeah, I remember hearing about the the Cop Car movie, never seeing it, but it, it is kind of um an almost an unknown if you will.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and and he does such a terrific job with it that, you know, he's already he's he's on to do the next one far mm-hmm. from home. Mm-hmm. So. Right, yeah. And
0: now, do you think it's it's him? Cuz kind of what I get the take I get from viewing the Marvel experience, viewing the Marvel cinematic universe is Kevin Feige's really the head and kind of in charge of the major plan, of the master plan of it. And it almost seems like he's the through he is the through line for all of these films. Do you think it's him saying this is what we're looking for, can you do this? Or do you think it's them stepping back and saying, You're the director, give us what you can give us.
2: I you know, it's a good question. I I wanna think it's a little bit of both there. Because I think that each of these movies in the MCU do take on different personalities and ways that they're done. Like when you look at like Thor Ragnarok and how different that movie is from any of the other ones that are done. um, I think that that is giving a little bit of the director control over what he wants to do. Um, You know, maybe with this guy being brand new. He was held by the hand a little bit longer, a little bit more. I, I did see that he was he was aware that he was going to be doing the movie pretty early on, and he was actually on set during Civil War. Okay. Yeah, I
0: did see that. Yeah, the 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 Russos brought him on so they could figure out like what how they wanted the characterization to be because ultimately the Russos are going to be kind of controlling things with. W- mm-hmm. with uh, um, the
3: uh, Infinity, War, Infinity War movies. Yeah. Well, and, and just to circle back to your kind of point, I, I think it's more of a case where Marvel brings in these guys and says, hey, look, we're going to let you do what you want to do with the movie. You, just, you need to make sure you do this, 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 this. Maybe there's three story beats or there's something specifically, you know, connectively to the other movies they have to put in. But other than that, I think they're kind of willing to let them Do their own thing to a certain extent. I mean, like Black Panther is a perfect example of that. That's another movie that's Mm -hmm. you know not like any of the other MCU movies.
0: No, and it does that has a very specific point of view, as does you know Taika Waititi's version. You know, in Thor Ragnarok, that is very Taika Waititi. Yeah, like that. Everything about that is is him. Yeah.
2: What's interesting too is that you know Spider-Man is part of Sony. Whereas the rest of the MCU, if I'm getting this right, is is part of
3: Disney. Right, right. And At the so, time, no.
0: I mean, it, most of it was.
3: Most of it was right. Marvel's gotten back pretty much all their characters now. I think
0: there's like I think there's like one random one they don't have. I'm trying to think what it
2: is. Well, X Men is 20th Century Fox, right? Disney but bought Fox.
3: They, they just oh, that's true. That, that, that just happened. So Fantastic Four and X Men. I think there's some long-standing whether or not they had the Submariner back or not.
0: Yeah, it might have been the one. Yeah. So.
3: so for
2: this for this film, Amy Pascal is brought in as the other producer, and so she's the one that is. the the Sony part of it now even though she's part of Pascal Productions it's still funded and sponsored by Sony so I think that's interesting though because she's got an interesting past I don't know if any of you know anything about Pascal
0: at all no I got nothing I
2: mean she when she started her new company it was the new Ghostbusters movie that was her first movie the one you know with the girls and then she did Molly Game The Post and she's doing Venom that's coming out with the Spider-Man as well And she, I think the reason why you might maybe know the name is that she was in big trouble in 2014 when the Sony emails got hacked. Okay. That a bunch of her stuff was a part of that. And she was attacked big time in the press because a lot of her emails were like racist and like gender pay gap, like a lot of evidence of her like approving of those things and letting those things happen. And so that kind of pushed her out of Sony, which is what brought her in to this her own production company that then Sony kind of I guess parents in a way so it's I don't know I find that interesting that that she's thrown into this mix as well and she's also already on schedule to do the far from home too well so well I Sony think must still want a good element of control here too
3: well I think so, Sony I mean they know they have this bankable character because they didn't I I maybe someone has more exact information on this but I don't think they officially gave the character back to Marvel Studios I think they're like we're gonna let you use him in your movies because they still have the rights to I think it's something like 200 something like Spider-Man related characters that that they still own like Venom and things of that sort
2: and we gotta remember too like Sony made a you know even though you're saying that maybe some of those Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans don't age as well, they still made Sony a ton of money. Oh, yeah, I think... I feel like the first one made like $400 million, oh, like I, some insane number. I don't
3: have the exact numbers, but I looked it up. Like, all the Raimi ones made more money than Homecoming. Yeah. So, I mean, they made them a ton of money. Yeah, so they don't want to totally give it up, for sure.
0: Yeah, and from what I was reading, uh, as far as the, the Sony-Marvel Spider-Man deal marvel doesn't get any money from the movie they get the merchandising okay and mm. then sony gets all of the actual m- money from the movie itself gotcha. uh, up to a certain percent it's something weird like there's a certain percentage and then once it gets over that certain percentage that then marvel makes a little bit more but um but ultimately marvel has no real financial stake in the movie other than the merchandising
3: okay because it's, it's technically a Sony movie. Yeah, it's still a Sony movie. Not a Disney movie, which is why it's on Stars and not Netflix.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like Sony saying, all right, we don't know what we're doing. Just go ahead and do this. We'll take the money. Right. But you go ahead and do it and make it work. Right. And make it bankable and sustainable. Yeah. yeah.
2: Don't give us an amazing Spider-Man
3: 3.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> which is smart, smart on their part. Oh, for sure. And it works out for Marvel because they get their most maybe their most bankable character back.
3: Right, yeah. yeah.
0: With our
2: writers, it's um, it's Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly, mm-hmm. and I I want to bring them up for two reasons. Number one, Jonathan Goldstein is a U of M grad. So yeah, I didn't know that. Go blue there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other thing is that they're both known for writing comedies.
0: Not only writing comedies, but being in yes, comedies.
2: isn't it? Freaks and Geeks is John Francis Daly.
0: Yeah, Freaks and Geeks and uh, Bones.
1: Okay. He had a big character in bones. He did have a big character in bones. <laughs> now you got something big Jody bones can talk hand. about. <laughs> uh huh. Now we can go. Yep. When when We're are going. you
3: starting that Bones podcast, Jody? <laughs> you, you
1: and Aaron. Right after my Veronica Mars podcast. <laughs> nice, <laughs>
2: nice. And so like that's it's another piece of this film that I love so much and the MCU does so well. And that is how it can bring humor into these movies. And I feel like Spider Man Homecoming is is awesome in in terms of the jokes and and the and the comedy elements that they have on there um what's peter parker's friend what's his name is it ken is that right ned ned ned
3: ned Ned is awesome he's a hilarious character he has some of my favorite like lines in the movie that i'll just like randomly repeat to myself because i find him hilarious
0: (laughs) i I agree
2: and so yeah i just love that they that they brought in comedic writers to do the script overall um when it comes to our cast you know tom holland is our guy you know he's british and you would never know that he was british no no i nope. mean he he totally like covers that thing up so quick can't tell
0: it was a weird way to put that but <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. i don't know why it was so quick know. but i don't know why. all right yes he has a great american accent <laughs> yes he does good call
2: <laughs> robert downey jr is our iron man which i don't know it, do we really need to say anything else about no. that and Did he's you? so well established
0: Did you know that he was not the original pick for Peter Parker's uh, uh, mentor?
3: I do know that.
0: Yeah, it was initially going to be... Nick Fury. Nick Fury was going to be.
3: Which they've said that he's going to be in the sequel. Nick Isn't Fury, Nick Fury, and Maria Hill are confirmed to be in the Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay, sequel.
2: can I bring something up now that you mentioned that? Real sure. quick, this is a little bit off. A little bit off, but yeah, still. Yeah. Okay. The the fact that it is so readily available to know what's going on with movies that don't come out yet, I think, really <laughs> hurts movies. Uh, By the way that Infinity War ended, you know we know. I mean, obviously, something's going to happen. It's going to bring those characters back.
3: Well, okay, you know, and I I don't like that. Hold on, though. Here's you know, here's here's a counterpoint to you, which I don't necessarily think is true. But there is between uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming and Infinity War, there's what about two years, right? Okay. There's a time gap. So, in theory, this movie Far From Home could take place in that time gap. There's they haven't said when it takes place. So, I mean, he's still going to be in high school. It's conceivable that they'd want to pick up the story. More directly after when this one ends, so it's not necessarily taking place after the fourth Avengers movie.
2: I guess you think they would really do that though, especially if it's going to be so. So if if the New Avengers is next year, when uh, is Far From Home? Twenty twenty? Um, uh, no, uh, they're all later the, in nineteen. They're
3: all next year. Uh, mm-hmm. Avengers is in April of two thousand nineteen, and uh, Far From Home is July of two thousand nineteen. Okay. So I mean, it, I mean, yeah, it probably takes place after it, but it, it could take place in between. I mean they they've done that before with movies. I mean Ant-Man and Wasp takes place before Infinity War. So I mean they could they could circle back to that. I mean if they want to pick up some of the dangling threads from the end of this movie.
2: Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I just I don't like how how easy it is to get access to that information and to know. Like it just it, it takes away some of the surprise. You know, what you could do is just not look. Yeah. It's so hard to avoid nowadays though, is it not?
0: No, I, it's not really that hard. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I didn't know any of that.
2: You didn't know that there was another Spider-Man coming out. I knew there
0: was another Spider-Man coming out. I didn't know. That <laughs> Jody's Sam like, Jackson. nope, no, I, didn't I, I didn't.
3: know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Sam Jackson and uh, and um, Colby Smolders are going to be in it. I love spoilers. Give me your spoilers. Yeah. I Love them. a big j- spoiler fan. I will, yeah, I eat up spoilers.
0: <laughs> you know, what, nine times out of ten, the spoiler is not exactly what
3: you hear right. anyway. Most of the time, stuff like that just gets me really excited to see it. Like, mm-hmm. i I'm, I'm like, yeah, give me more. I'm still going to see it. It just I'm, makes me excited.
2: I mean, you're right. Overall, like, I don't know, maybe it depends on the movie, too. I just, I wish there was some, a little bit more surprise.
3: I wish
0: you weren't such an old damn man. <laughs> you you literally just said that
2: you, you can just not listen, because I obviously you didn't know about that, so you're already the old man.
0: No, I'm the pragmatic one that says you can just not listen. Look guys, I apologize for ruining Spider-Man
3: <laughs> Far From Home by How dare you Joe, get off my show By telling you that Nick Fury was going to be in it Damn I'm sorry, I will I will. <laughs> movie's
2: ruined for me now It's, it's all <laughs> done, I'm, I'm done What are you giving me that shit grin for? I'm not giving you anything, can we move on? Liar. Yeah, John Favreau <laughs> I, Wow <laughs> uh, I knew it was going to happen at some I point I knew as soon as it came out too Wait, wait what's his name? just do it just John Favreau Favreau thank you <laughs> is Happy do you know what Happy's first name is?
1: Uh, this is my pop quiz oh
2: shoot I, oh. Figured, I figured for sure I, I didn't want to actually make it my pop quiz because I figured you knew it but
0: pop
1: quiz hot shot
2: sweet what is Happy's real first name? his
0: real first name is Eugene
2: nope
0: Robert no it, it, it actually
2: starts with an H Henry no, Herbert. Harold. Harold, good job. There it is. See, and you didn't Jack think you were Jack. going to contribute. Wow. Harold Hogan is his actual name.
1: Good work. Do I get a prize?
2: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton is Adrian Toomes, also known as the Vulture. Did I? Am I okay there? Yeah, that's a good job. Okay, yeah, perfect. Y- y- you gave me a look like I did something else wrong. Man. No, I
0: was going to hit the pop quiz button, but never mind. What
2: was the pop quiz? Pop
0: quiz, hot shot! My pop quiz is the principal of his school played another character in another Marvel movie.
3: Yeah. I I don't know the name of the character, but he's one of the Howling Commandos. He's
0: not only one of the Howling Commandos, but his character in this movie is a descendant of that character.
3: Right, because... And his picture's on the wall. Yeah, in the office. Yeah, Hmm. in in the principal's office. Yeah. That's pretty sweet.
2: Mm-hmm. I have a Michael Keaton pop quiz. Might oh, as well just keep them rolling. Let's just,
0: let's just throw them
1: on. Anybody else? Yeah, here's my them. last one. Pop quiz. Hot shot.
2: Who was Michael Keaton's love partner? From 1989 to
3: 1995. Love partner? That's the terminology where you say? Well,
2: they weren't married.
3: Okay. So. <laughs> Not companion or anything <laughs> like that? Companion? Was it a dog? <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Love I partner.
0: You know what? Just tell us. <laughs> I don't, mm, I don't know. Courtney Cox. Oh. Well, that's weird.
2: Right? That's why I wanted to share that. Courtney Cox. She's got to be like 20 years younger than him, right? Not that that really matters a whole lot in hollywood but
0: no I don't because think so. he's
2: i think he's 66 67 he's I saw. not that old he, I, I just saw it a few days ago i think he's 66 years old and i was not crazy i'm
0: looking that up i think I can't, si- I can't, and, I can't and i'll
2: bet that. you courtney cox is probably close to 50.
0: yeah i'm sure she is
2: so yeah they're like 16 years apart you know and in 89 he's batman so she was you know dating batman and then friends was probably right around like 93 or something
3: yeah, I think that's right.
2: So anyway, what did how do you think Michael Keaton did as Vulture?
0: I thought he was great.
3: Yeah, yeah, real good, real good. I think that it's a it's a good villain that has kind of a strong strong background, strong kind of backstory. I guess he'd a real blue collar, kind of not like being evil just for the sake of being evil, you know. He's sixty seven. See, told you. I agree, Joe. I think that um
2: he's he's badass. But he he has a reason for what he's doing and it is kind of like that blue collar middle class type of thing that he's trying to deal with. Like he just wants to support his family and make sure that they're all well off. But at the same time, like when he destroys that first shocker and like doesn't even like wink at it, you know, he accidentally grabs the wrong gun. He's like, Meh, whatever. No, I Like that shows how evil he really no. Has I, I, I think
0: what he, I don't think it shows that he's evil. I think that he does it accidentally. He doesn't intend to do it, but once he does it, he realizes, well, it's already done. There's nothing I can do about it now. I might as well just move on. Right. And that kind of puts him down the path of... Because you don't really... Do you see him kill anybody else? Uh, no, no, ev- no. And, and even throughout
2: that. the film, I think every time he goes after Peter or Spider-Man, he's never killing him.
0: No, he really isn't. And, and I don't think that... He, We're trying I don't to. think he's murderous I think that he he's he's just pragmatic in the fact that all right this happened there's nothing I can do about it there's not like there's gonna be any body to, to dispose of right let's just move on mm-hmm. you know I think that's more more along the lines of what it is yeah. and even when he threatens to kill Peter I don't really think that he's actually going to kill him
1: Ooh, I don't know about that he looked like he wanted to kill him
3: yeah I and
2: that's what that. makes him like such a great actor in this is that he just he has that intensity oh yeah right like that he scene does. i wanted to mention it later i'm gonna mention it now like that scene when they're in the car you know driving him to homecoming driving them to homecoming such an awesome scene mm-hmm. and when he and when you can see him like piecing together who yeah. peter parker is yeah. like oh it's so good
0: I agree because
3: you can just see his face, like start to change with no dialogue. You can see it, yeah. Like, oh, I know who this guy is. And and it might come up later that my like kind of one thing about this movie that it gets me and like I love it so much, but he does such a like everyone should know that he's Spider Man. Like it's like so bad. (laughs) They're they're on that trip in Washington D.C. Spider Man's there, Peter's not around. He's normal. It's like. Yeah, how is it that the dad figures it out, you yeah, know, the like, vulture, but like, then none of the kids at the super highly intelligent school? Yeah, like, everybody should put that together. Like, oh, this New York superhero happens to be here in Washington, D.C. Peter's not around. Oh, wait, that's that's Spider-Man. Yeah,
2: but, but
1: Spider-Man, it's always in Queens, typically, yeah, typically yeah, is yeah, now in Washington, yeah. D.C., saving the day. It's he, like... He does about a good job as the Barry Allen Flash on the CW. Oh, totally.
0: That's another one, that He might as well. Granted, in the comics, the Barry Allen Flash does eventually tell everybody he is the Flash. But you're right. That's a whole other thing. Hi, right, nice to meet you.
1: I'm Flash. Yeah.
3: Hey, Flash here.
2: Uh, Marissa Tomei is Aunt May, which I think is another great casting oh. role here.
3: It's re- real good, yeah. I, I think it's they they went younger for Aunt May, which I think is... It never really made sense to me in the comics as to why Aunt May was always so old. Like, like grandmother old? Yeah, like so old. And it, I think this is like a, a more youthful, makes more sense that like she would be... I mean, what's Marissa Tomei in like her late, mid-40s, maybe late 40s? Yeah, probably late 40s. So it makes sense that she would be the aunt to like a 15, 16-year-old, you know? Totally. Like, like that. that's believable, not like some... Buddy who looks like a grandma
2: and i love the continuous joke that she's hot oh yeah <laughs> you like, know whether uh-huh. it's whether it's iron man doing it or yeah. or the guy at the deli yeah. or whatever it may be the, the <laughs>
3: pop Chris, hot shot
2: Uh-oh. oh god you're on a roll now You've seen so, you seem to do this sometimes
0: so aunt may's <laughs> license plate is amf one five six two what does amf one five six two stand for
3: oh it's uh, Amazing Fantasy uh, number 15, 1962, which is the first appearance of the characters. There it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I feel like we're doing all wow. these. Uh, we're doing all these uh, pop quizzes. Can I, can I get mine out of the way now? Uh, Might you as know well. What? I got the button. I'm gonna let you do what I want. <laughs> let's do pop it. Pop quiz, hot
0: you shot. You know what? We're gonna double it. Pop quiz, hot shot. <laughs> How Bring about it. a third one? Pop
3: quiz. hot Okay, so my quiz here for you guys is: There's something in this movie. It's not a character. Something featured in this movie that is—I uh, don't want to say a key role, but is an important thing in Captain America: Civil War—that re-shows up in this movie. Not a character, not a person. Obviously, it's a person. It's more of an object. Any ideas? From Civil War? From Civil War, yeah. Something that shows up in something this movie. in Civil War that shows up here. It's another kind of great little. Connecting the movies together that I didn't pick up on for quite a while.
1: Hmm. Lego Dust Star. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I don't
3: know. Nothing. Can you give us? I, I kind of want to figure. Can you give us a little bit of a hint? Uh, well, war. it's it's an object. It's it's something, and it's in throughout the movie. I mean, it's not just like a quick thing where you see it. It's does that it's it have an, to do with his costume? Uh, it doesn't have to do with Spider Man at all. Okay. But it, it has to do with it's something that somebody has. Does Vulture have it? No, not Vulture.
0: Shit. Is it the um, the gem, the, the power source?
3: Nope. Does that have to do with Iron Man? Does it have to do with Iron Man? Shit. I feel like I got a real good pop quiz. You guys look very stumped. I'm perplexed. I know. All right, what you want, y- me, you want yeah. me to tell you? Yeah, the, go ahead and tell us. The Shocker gauntlet, Yeah. it's one of um, Crossbones, the one that he has in his oh! costume. It's the discarded one, the one that he Captain America rips off, and like they even say the the short scene where they, when he's listening to him in the van, you know, yeah. he talks about like the gauntlet, and he's like, oh, he's like, I got it from the Lagos recovery, but the design is all mine, uh, and Lagos is where the beginning yeah, of Captain yeah, America yeah. Civil War takes place.
0: I didn't even catch that.
3: That's a great catch yeah it took me a while to catch it and like and then I, I think I read it somewhere and then I was like oh yeah and that is so yeah but if you I mean if you think about the look of it now yeah. and the gauntlet that he has yeah. The, it's mm-hmm. yeah it's so. the same thing so just it's like it's like a real thing that they built in there it's like upon repeat view viewings it's like oh that's really cool
0: and, and again
2: like that's just what makes this movie and and the MCU in general like so awesome how they can sneak in those little things yeah. that just all flow and make sense with with the overall agenda that they're
3: doing with these films right and it's great because they're doing the cleanup they're stealing stuff from these cleanups and all these big battles so it like it makes sense that they happen to pound this and he turned it into that shocker gauntlet
0: that's yeah. cool that's
2: really cool all right well this is usually the time where we go over the film and in detail the synopsis and whatnot i i don't know
0: i don't know that we need I, necessarily uh, need to go in detail i don't know yeah, if we do either i mean, I
2: mean it's you know the, one of the things i really love about you know how this movie is Is being portrayed is it's it's Peter Parker at spider-man trying to find a place right right like he's trying to juggle this high school life that he still has with kind of being part of the Avengers right so throughout the film you know he's trying to be the friendly neighborhood spider-man and trying to solve little things along the way but then he's also trying to live this high school life and you know he's trying to balance it all he's trying to fit in he's trying to fit you know trying to figure out how it works and
0: well, and ultimately, that's a good um, metaphor for, you know, that 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 time in your life. You're trying to find your place in the world. Absolutely. And he's not only trying to find his place in in the world that he's living in. He's trying to find his place in the world at large now because he is a superhero. Right. He has this 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 you know much grander plan to him um, than most kids do, and and, and juggling all of that. It, it's a huge. It's a great metaphor for life as a high school
1: kid.
2: Yeah. And I love how, like, he still... Like, he has the... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if patience is it. He, he has the concentration that he still knows to hold back to a certain extent. Like, what I mean by that is, is the one antagonist... Is it Flash? Yeah. The Flash. other boy? Yeah. You know, like, he could totally kick Flash's ass. And Flash treats him like dirt, you know, throughout the film, but he knows, like, I can't use my powers for, for petty little things like that, which for a high schooler is, is asking for a lot, without a doubt. But then when he gets that opportunity with a girl, you know, dealing with adolescence and growing body and all that kind of stuff, you know, he wants to impress Liz, and so trying to bring in Spider-Man and, you know, showing off those type well, of things... he doesn't is, even... But he not even that, suggest. That's true. It, it's really but, more Ned that's doing
3: that.
0: Yeah, I think that's the difference between those two characters. Is Peter has learned the whole the whole essence of Spider-Man is with great power comes great responsibility, and he learns that early on when his Uncle Ben dies.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Which which we don't even it's alluded to. Right. And they they don't. Which I mean, I love that they don't use the great power comes great responsibility yeah. line. They have that kind of. Um, Let's see, and I think I have it here. They have that line that they use in Civil War when he's talking to Tony Stark, and it's kind of, uh, let's see, I have it here. It's uh, when you when you can do the things that I can, but you don't, and then the bad things happen. They happen because of you, which is like explaining the great power and great responsibility, but not like driving at home you right. know
0: not not making a mantra of it
3: right and i think in that same conversation kind of when you're talking about how he doesn't beat back up the bully he's kind of talking about like you know i i could be really good at football but i, I couldn't before so i sure. can't now you know like he knows kind of those things
0: yeah it, it, it's it's that line isn't about the line it's about the meaning of the line and that's the undercurrent to his character is he's living He's living that line. He's living that 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 mantra without actually going on saying it.
3: Right, and it does it does a good job with the character. Where some of the other movies are pretty heavy-handed with like very. This one does a good job of him like portraying his like wanting to do the normal high school things, but also feeling this. I got to do this, this. responsibility to you know whatever you want to put it. Like they, there's certain ways of working it in where it's not so heavy-handed. Where he's like. It's not so emotional or mopey like some of the other ones sure and the
2: role that then you know tony stark plays a- as that mentor is is also so great you know he has the quote if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have
3: it right yeah you
2: know and so it's it's also teaching him that, that adolescent lesson that like it, you know, it, you got to figure out who you are. And if that suit is going to take over your entire life and what you do, then then that's not really how this was supposed to go. And he teaches him that lesson when he takes it away from him yeah. that, you know, obviously you're not ready to handle this quite yet. Because of the screw-up that he did, I think that was after the Staten Island Ferry. After the
3: Ferry, yeah, when when he has to show up and kind of bail him out. And I think, um, and this is a very, like, I've had this complaint kind of in talking about this movie, people laugh about that to me, that they don't like the idea that he has this, like, Spider-Man suit that's basically like an Iron Man suit, and it does all this stuff. And, like, I would contend that the suit is actually a hindrance to him because he doesn't know how to work it, and it often ends up doing the wrong thing and he doesn't know how to use it right and like messes things up for him.
2: Curiosity kills the cat, right? Like yeah. he, he he disables whatever yeah, it is. and, and, and he, do, he
3: doesn't know how to do anything. It messes things up and I think it makes a lot of sense in the context of the MCU that Tony Stark would make this suit for him. It makes a lot more sense like his homemade suit that he wears, that's the kind of suit that a teenager in high school would make themselves, not like the suits that Tommy McGuire somehow sews for himself in the original Spider-Man, or Andrew yeah, Garfield. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. it makes more sense in an organic way.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree, and and obviously, if Tony Stark's the one mentoring him, Tony Stark's going to give him some kind of yeah. advantage. You know, he, he's going to provide him with something to make him respectable. I guess is what you'd call
3: it. Right, and I I don't think it's as intense as an Iron Man suit. It's not like the Iron Spider suit that makes kind of a brief appearance here at the end of the film, when he uh, when he shows it to him. When he is uh, asking him to join the Avengers at the end of the film.
1: Pop quiz, hot shot.
3: <laughs> we got a lot. Good guy. <laughs> so the voice of
0: Peter's suit is, you guys know? Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly, who is the wife of... What's the Hulk, right? Paul Bettany, yeah. who is the voice of Tony's original suit.
3: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, who becomes Vision, right? Who becomes Vision. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Fun.
0: I
2: going along as well with this this adolescence idea, I love how the film brings the references uh, for John Hughes movies. Oh yeah.
3: It's very much a high school movie. <laughs>
0: well yeah. it not only brings the references, I mean, I mean it is a literal almost shot for shot and then they show the movie. I know, I love it with yeah, Ferris
2: Bueller. Bueller. Yeah, yeah. So good. So good. <laughs>
3: When you when you kind of say that, it makes you think of and you're talking about like the great Ned lines. There's that one I love where they're at the party and he wants him to go like swing in a Spider-Man. And he's like no, he's like he's like no. he's like no. He's like I'm just gonna be myself. And he's like oh Peter, nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that line makes me laugh every time. And the other Ned one that kills me is when he's talking about the Stark internship. And he's like, "Oh yeah, if I do well, it might lead to a real job." And Ned's like, "Oh, that'd be great." He'd be like, "Great job on that spreadsheet. Here's a gold coin." <laughs> and he's like, "I don't know how jobs work." <laughs> Every time it kills me.
2: I like when he gets busted for being in the computer lab, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Uh, watching porn." <laughs> <laughs> God, that's great. Um, I, you know, c- continuing along here. You know, some scenes I really loved and I thought were neat was the Washington Monument scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, really neat. Um, even though that sucker is tall. Yeah. It's like 550 feet. Well, like, that and he he's he's handling himself pretty well at the top there.
0: The timing's a little off too because at one point she tells him he has 120 seconds or yeah. whatever it is, which yeah. is two minutes. It's definitely more than two <laughs> minutes for him to do those things. Absolutely. And then they
1: say 25 seconds when they start moving. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's like. There's no way.
1: Have any of you ever visited the Washington Monument? I've been I, to it. I haven't been inside. Exactly, like, up same it. Thing. Yeah,
0: so
2: so there's the basement and then there's the top and that's it. <laughs> so like in the film, like it seems like he stops, you know, he stops the elevator from crashing to the very bottom and there's like a room there, you know, that, that they all get off at. I'm like, that, that doesn't exist <laughs> in real life. I mean it doesn't take away from the movie, but I'm like, that, that that's not really there at all. But I love the teacher at the end. He's like, you know, I'm just lucky that you know I couldn't bear to to, to lose a student. Yeah. Not again.
3: Yeah, and that's, this movie <laughs> this movie has so many great like small roles that are played. Like that's Martin Starr. Yeah. And um, H- Hannibal Burris uh-huh. as the gym teacher. Like when they're yes. showing him that Captain America video, and he's like, Oh, I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now, but <laughs> I got to show you these. Like he's so good in it.
0: There's there's so many great throwaway lines. Yeah. That mm. are so it's so funny.
3: I was watching
2: some of the the cutout scenes when I was watching it again because I had actually just recently watched this, but I wanted to watch it again for the podcast. Yeah, and there was a whole bunch of cut scenes for the teacher, the oh, debate really? teacher. Oh, really? There was like this whole subplot that he had like this girlfriend that broke up with him, <laughs> and like during the interview uh, on the on the TV, he was like wanting to like bring her back and all that. <laughs> it was just there was some funny scenes in there that that have nothing to do with the film, but nonetheless, I wanted to throw that in there
3: and if we're I mean kinda just talking about one of the scenes I love and one of the like, kind of we're talking about characters in there, they're like Donald Glover is in this movie and he's just in two scenes mm-hmm. but that second one he's in the interrogation scene is so so good it is really good <laughs> when he's trying to use the uh, interrogation <laughs> mode another thing he doesn't know how to use right in the suit mm-hmm. which is but his uh and this is I mean it's kind of a pop quiz I guess <laughs> well, oh you know what? Might Let's as just well. make it
0: one. Pop quiz, hot shot.
3: But um so so Donald Glover's character is like an established Marvel Marvel character mainly from the Ultimate Universe. Do you guys know who who he is? Uh is he the Prowler? He is. He's Aaron Davis, who's the uh Ultimate uh Marvel Universe version of the Prowler whose nephew is Miles Morales. Morales. That's correct. Yes, the the uh, second Spider-Man of the uh, Marvel Universe, who even references in the in the movie, he says, "Oh, I got a nephew that lives around here," so meaning that Miles Morales is in the MCU somewhere.
0: How does so Miles Morales? I didn't didn't read Ultimate. He's the Ultimate Spider-Man.
3: Well, okay. So not to get too far into this, but in the Ultimate Universe, there was a Peter Parker you know who's spider-man traditional blah 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 but he dies in the ultimate universe and it turns out and i don't know the government he's dead of in it. The,
2: Marvel, in the mcu that's universe true too, right too. Now.
3: but it turns out that like somehow or another like one of the other spiders he got bit by the same like kind of genetically engineered spider when he had the powers but he didn't become spider-man until after he was like kind of inspired by the peter parker's heroic death which is another thing for you guys his, he, I think a lot of this circles back to the Miles Morales character because he goes to like a school, it's called Brooklyn Visions Academy, which is kind of like a smart kid school, much like the one here. I think this one is the um, uh, Midtown School of Science and Technology. Mm-hmm. But Ned, who plays his best friend in the movie, if you look, Miles Morales' best friend, and I made me this is like a word I don't know how to pronounce, but I believe it's Gank, it's G A N K E, that's his friend. Okay. If you were to Google like Ned and Gank. Like, it's identical. It's like they took that character and gave it a different name and put it in this movie. Interesting. It's very interesting. Maybe it's not. No, it is. No, I think <laughs> it is. Like,
1: <laughs> I, you, I like, like immediately f- like, maybe not. <laughs> no, it, it is.
3: I like
0: the fact that they're pulling all these different... They're they're p- taking the best of what they have yeah. Yeah, yeah. from the Marvel comics and merging it all together. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, not just trying to fit the right timeline with the right time... It's They yeah. take the
3: best. The best stuff and put it together.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, look at even... um. Like Civil War. Civil War didn't happen until 2005 in the comics. Yeah. And that's one of the main focus points they're using in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Excising all of the previous things that could have happened right. that they could have used. So mm-hmm. they're, they're using a lot more modern stuff, pr- probably A, because it's easier to do. It fits, you know, it, it's already modernized. They don't have to work on it. But also because they are good stories. You know, they don't have to use just the classics.
3: Right. Yeah, for sure.
2: I have to say, you know, the the title of the film Spider-Man Homecoming you know it, it it also brings back you know the youthfulness that Peter Parker has and you know how he's trying to get that date with Liz for Homecoming i do just have to say though as a student activities director who runs homecomings oh boy. i really wish my homecoming was that um, <laughs> was that well maintained and peaceful <laughs> obviously directors and people in movies don't know how real homecoming dances happen <laughs> nowadays where you got teenagers grinding on top of each other and it's hot sweaty mess everywhere <laughs> well, i just want to let you all know that that's what i get to experience every year
1: maybe
0: if your kids were in a smart school and that whatever school you're hey, in. Hey, hey. <laughs> and Our maybe, school
2: does pretty darn well, thank you. maybe if you were you. a
0: better activities director, hey, I
2: I not have this issue. I'm just saying, I've won awards. Just going to kind of bring oh, that up wow. there for my job. <laughs>
1: like paper plate awards? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I have gotten those, but no. I've gotten some other ones. Because yeah. I'm awesome at what I do. Just, Great. Saying.
0: Way just to, saying. Way to humble brag there.
2: <laughs> yep, I did. Anyway,
0: <laughs> I'm just like... La-
2: <laughs> my fellow student activity directors, I know, and I know someone will listen to this, they're going to give me such shit for, for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Because you need more ammunition. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, final scene, I think, is my personal part of this movie that I, I don't like a whole lot. With the camouflage plane and all that. Okay. I feel like it's a bit too much. It's a bit intense. I don't like it. Explain. I don't know.
0: Like which which specific I mean, which it, part
2: it, of it? it? It's just it does too much, you know, like how he uses that device that gets him into the plane, and then like the thing crashes, but it doesn't blow up, and I don't know. It just, I don't know. I didn't like it. I just didn't like the way that it unfolded. I wish I had more to say. I just personally <laughs> didn't. Love I'm trying to figure out how you could
0: it. make it. Like what 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 would you change about it? <laughs> i'm but trying to get to the nuts and bolts i know of what i mean specifically
2: so like. just trying to retrace the steps of it so it's camouflaged right um right. but it's, he's able to detect that camouflage apparently from the equipment that he has who with is? vulture right the vulture
0: well he f- saw it take off it's not it's not invisible okay you can still see the plane It just has the reflective mirrors on it, so that people from from below can't see it.
2: So then he uses the the dark elf technology to get through the physical presence of the plane, so he's inside of it.
0: The matter face transmitter, yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and so so then, how did Peter get on the plane again? Oh, he was he was holding on to Vulture, and Vulture mentions that oh, there's a little bit of a drag. I feel like, wouldn't there be a really big drag if you, like,
0: no, not necessarily?
2: I feel like you would have recognized well, it's that, that Spider Man it's, it's was bigger, there.
3: It's bigger wings, so he, yeah. they're kind of like, oh, you don't really know how these wings are going to feel when you're flying with them, so. Yeah, because it's a new it's a new set of wings
0: for him.
2: I guess, but then isn't there a scene, too, where Spider Man almost goes through the turbine as well? Yes, yeah, somehow. It yeah, right? It just seemed like all of that, like in a, in a film that didn't have a whole lot of over the topness. I feel like it, it just seemed a little bit out of character with how the how the rest of the movie had been playing He's up to that point. He's still a superhero. <laughs> I, I mean,
3: mean I mean they do kind of uh, they do a good job of setting up like the whole moving day and how they're moving all that stuff to the new Yeah, Avengers and I love all that. They set that up. I mean, I I I enjoy the scene. I I can get what you're saying that it is it is kind of a really big action sequence at the end. It does. I mean, a lot of the other ones are a little more low key, and mm. I and I will say that I kind of was hoping for more of a like him and the vulture kind of throw down, like a showdown, right? But, yeah, and but, that doesn't really.
2: Ha- there's no yeah, showdown. He doesn't really. Like, he kind of gets his ass
3: kicked after yeah, the plane crashes. And it's like tells I'm, him to stay down. I'm a guy in action movies where I always want to see the the bad guy get his like come up and you know get the good licks in. Get a but he doesn't really get. Like Peter doesn't really—he stops him, but he doesn't really get any good shots in on him or anything like that, you know.
0: I think that makes more sense though, because Peter hasn't gone up against anything like that other than in Civil War, which was very limited. I guess that's true. This and is, then you're looking at the Vulture, who is
3: over eight years honed his skills. Okay, you know what? That 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 satisfies me. That makes sense. I—I I mean, I guess I. I have the right to not love
2: it, though. <laughs> well,
0: you certainly have expressed that opinion many times. <laughs>
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: Um, the only, the only, there's only one scene that really irritated me, and that was at homecoming where he runs out of the building yeah. and the Shocker's right there and smacks him in the face. Right. How does shocker know to be there? And not only right. that, how does Ned know to follow him to shoot him with the web?
3: Yeah, true that.
0: Like those are the. That's really the only scene that really irritated me. Well,
3: if we're talking about this is the scene that maybe you guys can explain this to me. So after the big fight in the ATM. He's going back to his uh, his house. He doesn't have his clothes. He lost his backpack. He climbs in through the window, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where Ned finds out that he's Spider-Man, okay? Drops the Death Star. It's hilarious. But, like, Aunt May doesn't seem surprised that he's in the room, right? She let Ned in because Peter wasn't there, but then he's just in the room, and she's like, oh, okay, well, fine. But, like, wouldn't she be surprised that he was just in the room? The only thing I could think of was maybe...
0: She was in the bathroom or something when he walked in, you know. Maybe they ex- maybe they right. explained it away that way, or like
3: she thought that Peter was in the room or something. And just, yeah,
2: oh, just I think and maybe she room. just yeah, let maybe. Nat into the apartment and then said, "All right, you know, Peter's in his room." Okay,
3: all right, I'll take that. You guys are solving all my problems yeah. I have with this I mean, movie. That's- <laughs> that's
0: the only explanation I could think. I mean it's funny that
3: he doesn't have any clothes on and she's like you know put something on but I want I want to love this movie entirely that I'll just any concerns I'll be like that seems okay that's yeah, good that's, that's good <laughs>
0: it, it is one of those
3: movies where it's like well it's just so good even the bad stuff's pretty good yeah minor, I have really minor complaints about yeah. this so yeah I, yeah I
0: really do too as far as I would say as far as the Marvel movies themselves go this is the one I find the least troublesome
3: um I don't, I mean, maybe, I, I mean, it's definitely one of my favorites. I don't know if I've been ranking them if it's number one Marvel movies for me, but I'm I, not going to say favorite. I'm going to say the one that makes the most sense character-wise, character
0: plot-wise, dri- character plot wise, and like developing organically. Hmm. Okay.
2: I would actually agree with you on that. Yeah, I guess I, you know I, what? I, I think it really is. It that there, way, are, yeah. there are other, and like you said, like, while I, d- I don't think this is my favorite Marvel movie, um, it's the most clean. Like, in terms mm-hmm. of not making little mistakes and having those, like, what-ifs. Like the, like, the thing I liked least about this movie was just the way that they set up the end. It wasn't that there was an issue with the end. It's, like, in terms of plot or confusion sure. or anything like I just didn't like the way that they did it. Yeah. Like, that's the only real fault that I had for this film.
0: And this movie, specifically, this character needed this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it didn't have this, they, I don't know what they could have done. Like, it needed to have a movie this good to really redeem the character and bring him in, I think. And
2: it gives him such a big role in the Infinity War movie, too. Like, I wonder if this movie would have bombed if if Tom Holland would have had as big of a role in the upcoming, you know, in the movie that he did afterwards. Maybe not. Hard to say.
3: I think we should at least mention the very last end credit sequence that's in this (laughs) one, which is just, like, uh, just, like, really trolling everyone that has to sit through all the credits, which is, like, the other Captain America appearance in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's which, awesome. Which is, like, real good. I remember we sat through it and waited, and we're just, like,
1: laughing, but it's like, oh, you so, got us. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> Normally you <laughs> know those for us, and you tell us, do we want to stay, do we not want to stay? Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I so, did.
0: Wait, Just recap it real quick for everybody.
3: Well, it's just, like, uh, and I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it's just, like, Captain America, and he's just doing one of his, like, PSA things, talking about, like, waiting and, like, anticipation and stuff like that, I think. I don't have the exact wording yeah. on it, but... Basically being like, you waited all this time through the credits, but there's nothing important happening, so. Uh,
2: Yeah. There was another cutscene that I had had read about that they were going to throw in a little bit of Winter Soldier into the movie. Oh, really? When they were driving to Washington, D.C., there was supposed to be a shot on the bus of them seeing one of those hydro, the hydroplane things, whatever that was in the air, you know, the big things, that (laughs) was crashed into the Watergate Hotel they were going to have a scene of that in the background and they were still saying hey it's been years and they still haven't been able to clean that up.
3: I think there is that would a little be kinda cool. I think there's a little thing they threw in too when they're on the bus there is like um it's so brief it's just one of those things they throw in but there's like a one of those construction like detour signs and if you look at it closely it does make some kind of reference to like detour because of something but alluding to that kind of end mm. scene mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. uh Winter Soldier. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot
0: of little things in this movie that I'm sure we missed.
3: Yeah. There's, um, a, in the science room, uh, like there's all the like science luminaries. Yeah. There's a picture of Bruce Banner,
0: Bruce Banner, and oh. uh, and Erskine, and um, there was somebody else. There were three there. Howard Stark. Howard Stark. Yeah, it was all three of them were in there. Mm-hmm.
2: Very cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we ready to give this guy a rating? Yeah, we can do that.
3: Unless we had something else, Joe. Do you have anything else? No.
0: I,
2: go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt.
3: No, but. no. I think I mean I think we covered all of it. I mean I think we got. You know I probably express a few more of my feelings when we get to the rating, which That's is right. where we're at. So.
0: All right. Let's do that. Let's, uh, let's do and Write this thing. All right. All right, so uh, do, do, who wants to go first?
1: Joe, do you want to go first? I guess I'm going first. Do it. Um, we're on machine guns, right? Yes. Yeah, five, so five machine, machine guns. guns.
0: and you can do half machine. You can even do <laughs> quarter machine guns if you want. Oh, quarter
1: machine guns. I'll I didn't know that. that was possible. I was like, well, you
0: know, I so wanted we, to give it... Hey, hey,
2: that was that a, was, 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 <laughs> was, was that a show decision? I didn't say we could do no, quarter No, remember,
0: remember who pulled it out last it was uh your buddy Jeff, I think. Or uh
1: Wrong. Derek. Oh D It
0: was D Rock, I think, that pulled out a quarter, remember?
1: We're like, yeah, you know what? I can <laughs> fucking do it. Yeah. I consider LPJ to be in charge here so he can make <laughs> um, decisions. How
2: dare you? He knows. You're not allowed back. Um, That's my decision. No,
1: you can come back. I you guess. you know what? You write this however you want. You wanna do web grenades? You do web grenades. Yeah. This is four web grenades. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. It's not my favorite Marvel movie, but I laughed. I watched it this afternoon. I got it from the library. It's a good place <laughs> to get some quality movies. Yep. You know they
2: also have books there.
1: Oh, we got lots of books too. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, good. My uh, daughter watched with me, she started reading a book about three quarters of the way through. Yeah, I couldn't get Ash to sit. <laughs> I started
0: watching this with him and he's like, I'm gonna go play Minecraft. <laughs> I was like, just watch. Come on. Yeah. What What is your favorite Marvel movie?
1: Uh, Thor Ragnarok.
3: Good play. Yeah, that's,
0: that's a good that's one. I good.
1: could that's watch that's that over and over and over again. That is really good.
3: That <laughs> might be my favorite too. We will reconvene to talk about Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> we, I think we will. I think we do.
0: <laughs> I think the four of us need to at some point reconvene and talk about Thor Ragnarok.
3: hundred um, percent. I'm in. We could talk forever about any of these Marvel movies. That's we true. really could. <laughs> I will.
1: Any. I'm on board anytime you want to cover one of these. Just All let right. me know. Done. <laughs> um, so I would say four web grenades, but. I didn't say very much, but one of my favorite parts was when he was locked in that building after mm. he gets stuck in the truck. Yeah. And he's, like, doing all the stuff, and he's like, what time? How long have we been here? And like, 37 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Again, such another, like, high school mentality. Totally like, is. dang I feel like I've been here forever. It was only 30 minutes.
0: <laughs> I love that scene, too. Like, I don't know what it yeah. is. It's just, uh, and he's talking to the suit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like like pouring his heart out
3: to this suit asking it for it, for its yeah. advice who's liz w- which is a real smart thing i think they did and i know we're on to the ratings but like to, right. ha- to have the suit kind of like he's not just like to have him converse with someone in all these scenes when he's by himself to kind of yeah. like yeah it's you know like he's just working it out yeah it, it's a smart decision i think it, it, to go with it like that i
1: absolutely put agree. it in instant kill and go for it <laughs> <laughs> thank
3: you <laughs> all right who's next you
2: me all right i do love this movie um, I'd probably put it top three of all the Marvel movies. I don't know what my favorite one would be. Maybe Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's mine. Um, so I'm gonna have to give it. I'm gonna give it four and a half machine guns. Oh, not web grenades. I'm, no, not web grenades. <laughs> I'm not gonna give it the full five out of five. But honestly, I don't know why. I should just do it. It doesn't have to be like my Mount Rushmore of movies. It's a freaking fantastic movie. I love it. It's great from beginning to end. I'm giving it five out. I just changed my own mind. You didn't convince me. I I, saw, I literally I convinced just saw you myself go from six
0: to midnight right now. <laughs> yeah, I
2: sure did. But, you know, I'm giving this. I, I love this movie. I'm giving it five machine guns. There it is. It's
0: great. All right, you want me to go next? Or you want to go next? Um, I'll
3: go. Do I mean, it. Uh, Jody says you're in charge. So no, hey, I'm asking, you're the you're the guest. Um, yeah. I mean, Spider-Man's a character that I I love. I mean, and I mean you know this better than anyone. I mean from the box of musty comics of my dad's in the basement that we went through millions of times Shall to. Earth <laughs> to like all the all the comics of my own Carefully. that I that I've read. It's always been Spider Man. It still is. So and I think especially from rewatching all the other ones before I got to this one again, it is in my mind the best representation of this character. It's the Spider Man that is most like the one that I'm used to reading all those years in the comic books and it's a great movie. I I've, I've seen it like 20 times. Like I said, every time it's on, I'll put it on and I'll watch it and I just it's very rewatchable and it's a great version of the character. It's funny, it's fun. And again, it's probably not my favorite MCU movie. I mean, it's in there. It's in the top 3, top 4 for sure. But I think maybe I might have had a change of heart kind of talking about this. I was thinking four, four and a half, but you know what? I'm going to go with five, too, because I love Spider-Man, and I love this movie, and I think it's the best of all the Spider-Man movies.
0: I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. This is, you're right, I'm not going to put it on my Mount Rushmore of action films, but just as far as films go, and you're right about the representation of Spider-Man. This is the first time I think it's been done right, and I think it's not only been done right in far of in terms of the movies go, I think it's been done right. In terms of comics go, mm-hmm. I think this is the idealized version of this character. Yeah, and it's great that we can see it in not just a print medium, but visually interacting with all of these characters in in a very very real way. Right. Versus having to dig through books and books of comics, you can yeah. see it right there. It's accessible. It's written well. This is this movie is. Tight, there's really nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, um, it's funny, there's action, it encapsulates everything that this character should be and, and obviously will be. Um, it's definitely a five. You're right, though, it's not my favorite Marvel movie. I yeah. think you're right about Winter Soldier. I would say Winter Soldier, Black Panther, I like a lot too.
3: I still like the just for its importance, the original Avengers a lot is great, and I yeah. agree, I agree, Ragnarok is another one that's yep. really good.
2: I liked how you brung up the accessibility of this movie, sure. Because you know some of these Marvel movies, which are fantastic, you know you you have to be into the superhero genre and things of that instance. But this is definitely a movie that anyone can can watch and enjoy. You know, this is one of those movies I, I was talking to Lpj earlier. You know, I can't get my wife to watch a lot of these action movies anymore. But, you know, her and I, we saw this movie in the theater probably the first week or two that it came out, and she loved this movie. She thought it was great. Like, all audiences can appreciate it because of all the things that it does, and it doesn't get too superhero if you know what I mean.
3: Well, it, and it, it works so great on two levels because it has all those all the things we brought about the deep Marvel universe kind of cuts and Easter mm-hmm. eggs and all that stuff's in there and it's there for you and if you've seen all the other stuff you're going to appreciate it but if you just come in and watch it from the beginning you're going to get a full story you're not going to be missing out on anything exactly it makes
2: everyone happy for, well, for those that are the hardcore Marvel fans to those that just wanted to watch a movie for fun
0: ultimately this is a John Hughes movie with a Marvel skin on it yeah that's yeah. essentially what this is it's just you know, it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's 16 Candles. It's, you know, any of the. Take a John Hughes film. It's that film. And they just like, okay, well, instead of uh, Emilio Estevez, we'll put Spider Man in it. But is he home alone? <laughs> Maybe it's not that
3: John. Hughes. Is he Kevin McAllister? Although
0: he's setting traps.
3: It's true. He thinks he's home alone at the end when yeah. Aunt May finds out. Yeah. I were. love that, too. when she's like, what the fuck? And thought, then it ends. <laughs> thought they were maybe going to drop that F-bomb. Yeah. You're allowed one in a PG-13 movie. I was hoping. You should have went for it.
0: No. It's good, it's good as <laughs> is.
3: Let's not ruin it. <laughs> All right. Wow. Well,
0: so, yeah. Very pleased with this movie. Good pick.
3: Good work, Joe. Thanks, guys.
0: All right. So, do, do you guys have anything you want to plug?
3: Uh, I don't even think I want to plug, but I... I remember I wanted to be referred to as friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast? And he didn't work it in it at all so I'm a
1: little disappointed.
0: You're the friend of the podcast. <laughs>
1: but what's his nickname? <laughs> he doesn't like it. <laughs> that's from another, that's for another episode. That's for something else. We got to <laughs> save that. I feel like I I totally am out of the loop on whatever it this is. you're 100%. Where, yeah. I mean, that's awesome. 31 years of friendship right there. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: It's 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 yeah. We're going to leave it.
2: It's all good. Yeah. So What are we doing with Gamezilla Media here, LPJ? Uh,
0: Well, we're recording a podcast for it. That's Um, true. But yeah, check out Gamezilla Media. It's got all our podcasts on there: Legend Retro, Gamezilla, Gamezilla Alpha,
2: Noobs and Dragons, Noobs and
0: Dragons, us. Yes, Uh, us.
2: You already mentioned us now three times. Yep. But there are blogs that you can. uh, I was going to say listen to. You don't listen to blogs. You read blogs. (laughs) That's kind of how those work. Well,
0: you write them. You're probably listening to them in your head as you're. That's that's kind of true.
2: Um, we do have our streamers on Twitch that you can enjoy all the different video games that they are playing. We have Craig WK doing some long plays. And I think there's a couple of vlogs out there as well. And if you are looking for even more than what we offer, we would love for you to go on Patreon and become a patron. A patron? Oh, I did what LPJ <laughs> does and get and yells at him for. If you can become a patron, that would be Awesome um, to help support us a little bit more. Um, we have additional content for you that is available, even for now, last action podcast as well. There's some treats in there for you. Yeah,
0: I don't remember when this. When are we putting this episode out?
2: I don't know, but they'll at least be the uh, the special on the rock in there. So yeah, please help us support us. Uh, we'd love to continue doing this. And yeah, go on to social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. All of these things support us and we greatly, greatly appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Yep. Just like we greatly appreciate our two guests for being here today. Thanks, guys.
1: Oh, thanks so much. I look forward to reconvening for yeah.
0: any other Marvel movie. The Ragnarok 100%. Thanks.
1: I wasn't really planning on saying anything today. <laughs> <laughs> you did good, though. It was nice. It was very nice. All right. Thank uh, you, guys. Sphinx,
0: you got anything else? I am done. Well, in that case, uh, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated.
1: But world will be back.